Praise the Lord. I believe everybody is keeping well in the name of Jesus. Amen. I would like to greet you all in the name of Jesus. Recently, we can see so many things that are happening in this world. And many of us would have come across and we would have heard different, different things. Okay, let's turn our Bibles then this morning to Genesis chapter 41. And we'll read verses 39 and verse 40. So, Genesis 41, verses 39 and 40. So, in the scripture that we read, we see that, you know, Pharaoh said unto Joseph, he says, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt, and only in the throne will I be greater than thou. Now, in the Bible, we see certain people of God who became prime minister in foreign countries. The first person that we see is Joseph, followed by Daniel, and, okay, Mordecai. Hmm? So, time won't give a chance to read all the scriptures, but in Joseph, you can see it in Genesis, obviously, what we read, Genesis 41, and verses 40 and 41. Hmm. So, and then, the followed by, the next prime minister was Daniel, and that's Daniel chapter 6 and verse 2. And then also, we see about Mordecai in Esther chapter 10 and verse 3. Mm. So, we see about these three prime ministers. So, we see about Joseph, Daniel, and Mordecai. And this morning, we'll just quickly look at these three people. And finally, then move on to the fourth one. And we'll just see a few characteristics about Joseph, first of all. Now, as we know that Joseph, he was the 11th son of Jacob, the grandson of Abraham... And Jacob had two wives and two concubines, and Joseph was the first son of Rachel. That's what you see in Genesis chapter 35 and verse 24. Now, Rachel died on the way back from Laban's house, and therefore Jacob loved Joseph very much. And because he was the son of his old age, we see that, you know, he made him a coat of many colors, which, you know, later on caused him a lot of trouble also in Genesis chapter 37 and verse 3. And, you know, and because he saw a dream and he told it to his brethren, you know, they hated him. You know, I don't want to run through all the scriptures because I believe everybody knows the story of Joseph, isn't it? Amen. So, and we see they mocked him and they called him a dreamer. And, you know, his brethren, you know, they were shepherds by profession. And while they were feeding the sheep in the forest, Joseph was sent by his father um, to see the welfare of his brethren. And they hated him and they went... Uh, and he went there, you know, with, for food, uh, he took food for them. And then, you know, and they ate that food. And then later on, they sold him. Um, and they, you know, they sold him. And later on, he, he was, you know, they sold him to an Egyptian minister called Potiphar. And Joseph was about 17 years old. So he's not very old at all at that time. And, you know, and he was a beautiful, fair-looking person. And, you know, and also he was faithful as his master appointed him over all that land. And God blessed the, you know, the Egyptian's house because of the sake of Joseph. If you read Genesis chapter 39 and verses 4 and 5. But we know later on in the life of Joseph that because of Potiphar's wife, you know, he ended up being cast into prison. And in the prison also, he received favor from the jailer. And he was also appointed over all the, you know, over the other prisoners. And, you know, and one day it so happened that the two of the prisoners who were working in that palace, you know, they saw different dreams, but they couldn't understand its meaning. 
and you know and they were troubled in their heart but Joseph told them the interpretation of the dream and it happened as um, as it was that one was hanged by Pharaoh but the other one was reinstated back into the palace now joseph told the person whom the king reinstated that he would go back to the palace and he asked him to please to remember him but however you know that person forgot but yet god did not forget him and sometimes we are also like that you know that we want, you know we want people to remember us but you know and but once they get away they forget but one thing we must realize that god will never forget us neither will he leave us nor he will forsake us now pharaoh also saw a dream but he forgot and therefore you know the word of god tells us that he called all the magicians and the wise people of the land to tell the dream and its meaning so not only did he was he asking for the meaning but he was asking also for the dream also and at that time they couldn't tell him so you know they told joseph and the king sent the people and they loosed joseph and when he came he told the dream and its meaning also and he was also proposed a solution for it was advised to the king to appoint a person discreet and wise to take care of the matter but the king found no one except for joseph now pharaoh appointed him as prime minister and said according to thy word shall all the people be ruled now only in the throne as we mentioned earlier will i be greater than you now pharaoh changed his name as Z- uh, zapnat pania and gave it as um, asnath as his wife now the word of god tried him and made him a ruler of the house of pharaoh and you know and again we see that you know you know god is so faithful in his promise now he used the brethren of joseph the midianite slave dealers potiphar's wife prisoners and pharaoh in order to fulfill his plan concerning joseph in our life also sometimes god will use us in ways which are known ways which are unknown to fulfill the plan in other people's lives now sometimes when i say you know things which are unknown or unknown sometimes we may say things we may do things which can be a hurt it can be sometimes a problem for a, you know it can become quite harsh but at the same time god uses that situation to build up the life of someone else so that's why we have to be careful that we should not get offended sometimes you can be corrected it could be correction through those that god has set above you it can be sometimes you know people that are you know underneath you god can use anyone but one thing we must understand is because god wants to fulfill his plan in your life now joseph you know had he had not had those situations in his life had his brothers not have hated him they would never have sold him you know had you know they would he would never ended up in you know potiphar's house and then had potiphar's wife not caused him a problem he would have never ended up you know getting to the throne so through much tribulation the word of god says we must enter the kingdom of god sometimes you know like when we try to do certain things in the will of god you know hindrances come our way how many agree 
isn't it sometimes when you're coming to church all of a sudden you know it, traffic becomes like london and you know or you know somebody falls sick a phone call will come somebody needs prayer you know all kind of things will happen the car key will get lost you know all kind of things happen isn't it but one thing we must realize hindrances are our help sometimes hindrances god puts there purposely because he sees far above what we see sometimes we can be in a rush but we don't know what's standing in the way because we know that when we're doing the will of god there is also one person that is waiting to stop us also who's that who don't mention your husband or wife's name okay or your children uh, so satan is also there you know wanting to hinder us from doing god's plan therefore you know we always have to be patient and you know and because of joseph you know potiphar's house was blessed and pharaoh also was blessed and because of jacob also we see that you know laban got blessed and god also in these days he wants to bless us through you know he wants to bless this land through our lives if we have been put in this land it is not because you are here to accomplish something great is because god wants to make you a blessing god wants to bless us even if you're in this church it's not that it was a matter of that you came to this church because of somebody invited you you know sometimes you're invited to so many different places but you are here because god wanted to bless you god wants to make you a blessing for his kingdom he wants to use you also to build up the church because the ultimate goal of the church is to be found at the coming of the lord and that is and each and every one of us have a role to play now as we see about joseph we see joseph never hated his brethren you know he always did good to others he preserved his chastity he ran away from sin you know he never murmured against god no matter what he went through you know he was faithful also and he discharged his duty very faithfully so whatever the situations that he was put in you know you can see so many beautiful qualities there these qualities also must be found in us now another person that we see is daniel if you read second chronicles chapter 36 and verse 20 so we see there in the scripture that in the babylon king carried away the children of israel and they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of the king, kingdom of persia and daniel also was one among them you know it reveals the truth that each saint of god has two sides of their life and we should follow their good side you know as per bible scholars daniel was taken to babylon and he was captive among the others and the, and jewish people and at his age about 13 you know during the time of nebuchadnezzar you know the israel kingdom was ruled by a babylon king for 17 for 70 years as foretold by prophet jeremiah in jeremiah 25 and verse 11 but during which that time daniel was there in babylon now you know daniel was also seen there for a further 3 years during the time of the uh, the medio persian uh, persian rule but one thing we see that you know about daniel in the in him you know there was nine divine characters 
in which he lived by lived in his life without sin and the word of god also says in proverbs 23 and verse 7 he says as he thinketh in his heart so he is if you read twen- uh, proverbs 23 and verse um 7 so is he you know the king selected him among the other jewish youths in order to minister in the palace and order to take you know um to be caretakers to provide royal fruit to all of them but daniel was determined in his heart he was not going to defile himself with the king's meat you know or with that royal food and he took the permission to own to have only pulse to eat and water to drink and he asked you know he was he asked them to prove for 10 days and we all know again the story of daniel you know his countenance appeared much fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children that ate a portion of the king's meat if you read daniel 115 and we see god gave him you know great knowledge and skills in all learning and wisdom and daniel also understood in all visions and dreams that's verse 17 of daniel chapter 1 now when the king inquired them you know he found 10 he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in the entire realm now the word of god says in revelation chapter 2 and verse 10 that our earthly trials are only for 10 days if you read uh, revelation chapter 2 and verse 10 so our trials that we may go through they are not forever they're but for a moment you know they only the word of god says that our trials on this earth are for 10 days only what two weeks you know they are only for a short period of time but we have to be faithful you know one day king nebuchadnezzar you know he saw the dream but again you know as you know he also forgot it and the astrologers and the wise men and the magicians they couldn't tell him and finally daniel was the one that was called and again like you know we saw about joseph you know daniel was also able to tell the dream and the meaning and therefore again we see that the king you know made daniel ruler over the whole province of babylon and the chief governors and you know and again that you see that you know he was wise he, he, he was wise he was the wise men of babylon and they gave him great gifts if you read um, in daniel chapter 2 and verse 48 So again you see he was given that position of a prime minister. So again you know because of his faithfulness we see that you know again in him we see the certain qualities. It means that he never had any fleshly desires. Sometimes we can have all kind of like desires like which are not pleasing to the heart of God. That's called carnal natures. You know we may live for certain things. you know which are not pleasing to god and we see also that he believed god and he worshiped him continuously so it wasn't just a sunday morning he came and poured out his heart and you know all the days when the meetings are but continuously he was praising god and he was worshiping god that's daniel chapter 6 and verse 23 and again you know he prayed to his god three times a day without fail even in contrary situations that's something which is very difficult for all of us we pray when situations look favorable because we want the added bonus but when it goes a little bit wrong 
you know when it becomes a bit of a hindrance or you know or, or there's a delay you know sometimes we find it very difficult to pray because we start trying to analyze the situation and we look at you know in what way we can you know figure out a way to you know or a shortcut but one thing we must realize a delay is not a denial if god delays your prayer as mentioned last sunday that if god delays your prayer it's not because he doesn't care you know he has his right time that's why the word of god says you know otherwise the word of god is you know a, a lie that's why in the word of god says in, in he makes everything beautiful in his time in his time all things are made beautiful so like this even in the life of daniel if those characteristics are in our life we also will be able to be promoted in our christian life you know we will be able to go higher don't stick to the little you know sometimes we like to live a surface christian life we only want to remain in the shallow waters because it's very safe but the word of god you know wants us to dive into the deep end also you know don't just sometimes we put one foot in we touch the water and we pull it back out again that's not the type of christian life god wants us to live he wants us to live a deeper life the word of god says deep calleth unto deep if you live deep with jesus you know you'll get the visions and the revelations sometimes people run after people who get visions and revelations because you know they think wow there's something marvelous about them it's not something marvelous about them it's all because they have a deep relationship with god now the third one that we see is mordecai we see you know mordecai the word of god says that he was a hero of the bible and he was seen as the son of jair from the benjamite tribe who had been carried away from jerusalem with the captivity along with king um jeconiah by babylon in king nebuchadnezzar's time if you read esther chapter 2 verses 5 and 6 now about this mordecai we see that his uncle and his wife they both died and they had a girl called hadassah who is um, also known as esther Now Mordecai looked after her and he brought her up with strict discipline. And again, you know, she was very fair and beautiful. And when the queen Vashti, you know, was rejected by the king um Assyrius, Esther was brought to the position of queen by the eternal plan of God. But however, Mordecai charged her not to disclose about her kindred or the people to the or her people to the king. um and she fully obeyed that's what the word of god says in esther chapter 2 and verse 20 so we see that you know she fully obeyed and this mordecai you know he was a gatekeeper in the palace in those days and two king two of the kings of the chamberland planned you know to assassinate king assyrius and the thing was known unto mordecai and he told it unto esther and she certified to the king in mordecai's name that during the investigation that the thing was found true and she hanged them on a tree and you know and the king was the king uh, promoted haman a wicked and proud person to the second palace now while all the servants in the palace bowed and gave reverence to haman 
Mordecai bowed not, nor did he give him reverence. And when others inquired of why he was not, why he was doing so, he cried because he was a Jew. Now Haman was full of wrath, and it was shame for him. And he laid hands on Mordecai alone. So he tried to destroy Mordecai and his people. And he sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole of the kingdom of Assyria. But the people, you know, but the people of Mordecai, um, and the people of Mordecai, sorry. You know, but he too tried to obtain permission from the king and also prepare gallows for Mordecai in his house. But however, God intervened for Mordecai. And in the matter of his plan, you know, it didn't come to pass. And one night God took away the sleep of the king and he started to, you know, read all about, you know, all the records of chronicles. In short, you know, just to summarize, we see that, you know, when Haman wanted to destroy the whole of the Jews, you know, Mordecai and all the Jewish people, you know, they, for three days, they fasted as suggested by the Queen, of, uh, the, um, Queen Esther. And she too also fasted. And again, some of the qualities that we can see about Mordecai, you know, because he was a Jew next to the king of Assyrus, you know, he was great among the Jews. And, you know, he was accepted by the multitude of brethren and he sought wealth of the people and he spoke peace to all his seed. Now we see a real humility in Mordecai which made him to that position. You know, God, the word of God says, God exalts the humble and he resists the proud. And there are seven steps to humility. And humility has the inward humility and then there's also an outward one. But the inward humility is what God looks at. Outwardly, we can all pretend to be humble. We can speak the words, you know, we can all say, yes, how are you? And you say, yes, by the grace of God, and I'm keeping well, and by God's mercy. All of us, we can talk the jargon. It's very easy. You know, because we all know we are trained well, you know, by the Sunday school, you know, to say all these things, isn't it? And you say, how are you, brother? Yes, yes, God is keeping me, and, you know, and I'm very good, and, you know, and all that, and we know how to play the game but inwardly god sees the humility you know inwardly he will try you and he will test you and he'll see are you really humble you know some people say oh you know no 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 i'm so you know like you know you know you go first you go first you go first and you know but in their heart they want to go first you know that's called humble pride you are humble you're you know very humble but you know you're humbly proud that's not what God looks for. You know, because of his humility, you know, God really, you know, lifted him up. Even in the life of Jesus, because he humbled himself unto death, you know, God raised him up into the heavenly places. Now, the word of God says that, you know, that you and I have been called with a great purpose. If you read Revelation chapter 3 and verse 21... You and I have been called to be that great high calling. You're not called to be an ordinary person. It's true you have a title. Everybody has title, Mr., Mrs., Madam, Sir, you know, whatever, Doctor, you know, and all these other titles you have. But the greatest title that you have, because in the kingdom of God, that is what you're going to be. Psalm 103 and verse 19. Now, when we say heaven... Heaven is not a small place. 
heaven is a very big place dear people of god why do you want to go to new jerusalem what is the purpose is it because the church always talks about new jerusalem and you know it's a land flowing you know and it's got gold stones on the floor and we're going to pick it up and put it in our pocket you know what is the purpose why do you want to go to heaven we only want to go to new jerusalem and zion because jesus is there if jesus is not there why you want to go there isn't it that's the whole purpose that we want to go because we want to see our beloved and you know and jesus the word of god says that he says you know he has chosen zion as his dwelling place zion is the highest place in eternity like london's the capital you know zion is also the capital of eternity and you know and god is calling us to that place you know we are called to inherit that very same throne in the coming eternity and the word of god says we will um, we will reign in his kingdom you know as kings along with christ and we shall rule over nations with the uh, with a rod of iron that's the revelation 12 and verse 5 and st paul says that you know we shall judge angels if you read first corinthians chapter 6 and verse 3 so during the millennial reign in eternity you know we are going to be ruling and reigning we shall rule over the earth you know and you know for thousands of years that's what revelation chapter 20 and verse 4 and 6 says and that kingdom the word of god says is called the kingdom of saints in eternity you have a role to play just like in the church if you are not you know if you don't know now what you're doing in the church in what are you going to do in eternity this place is a training ground God is training you and teaching you and teaching you and teaching you so that when you go up there you will know what to do some people they don't want training and when they go to the actual place then they don't know what to do and it becomes a big chaos dear child of god the training god is giving you take heed to it it's like taking an exam and never picking up the book finally what's going to happen you're going to pass with flying colors Yeah, well you know if you do praise the lord if you fail then parents bring out the rod you know dear people of god honestly we have to realize what we are doing in our christian life we are not here to play church we are not here just to come and to sit and to hear some fancy message and go back and you know carry on normal life this life has to become real you know saints of god they labored they lived out this life and we see through the examples you know god made them great in the life of joseph he went through hatred humility you know humility he was humiliated you know he was put in a prison in our life also we will go through all these situations you are going to be hated you are going to be humiliated whether it's your family whether it's your work colleagues whether it's your friends whoever it may be you will go through that path if you are heading towards zion and new jerusalem if you are not going to go through any of the sufferings then you can forget it jesus went through suffering he didn't have to suffer we are no greater than jesus you know so we must go through much tribulation to enter the kingdom of god that's what the word of god says 
And that's why the word of God also says that, you know, we are more than conquerors. And in order to inherit the throne of God, if you, I'm just going to finish with this last verse in Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. So we are more than conquerors. Dear people, don't live a defeated Christian life. We are not called to be defeated. We are called to be more than conquerors. We are called with a high calling to be a prime minister, to rule and reign in eternity. But that's why God is teaching us in these days, first of all, to rule and reign over our own lives. If we can't rule and reign over our own spirit and our own life, how can you rule and reign and judge angels? Dear people of God, let us take heed to the word of God these days. God is teaching us and teaching us, but there will become a time where God will stop teaching and we have to start putting it into practice. We are coming very close to the coming of the Lord. All the signs are pointing. And not sadly, not everybody is going to go at the coming of the Lord. You may be faithful in coming to all the meetings and sitting and coming. But remember, it's only going to be a remnant. There's only going to be a few those that are ardently waking, really seeking to do the will of God. Those that are really loving Jesus. Those that know what their destination is. And even this evening, this morning, God may help us to be those that are sincere. Those that truly want to go on with Jesus. Those that want to take up that position of Prime Minister to be with the Lord Jesus. To rule and reign with Him. To sit on His throne. God is freely offering it to us, but there are certain qualities that should be found in our life. This morning, make a decision in the Lord. Say, yes, Lord, I choose to live for you. I want to be on that throne with you. I want to rule and reign with you. You have called me. You have called me to be a more than a conqueror. Oh, you have loved me with an everlasting love. You have not left me thus far. And this morning, Lord, I want to make the decision. I want to make a fresh decision, Lord, to be with you. My heart's desire is to love you. My only desire is to be with you. This morning, if that is your desire, if it's just truly what is in your heart, let us stand in the presence of God and let us praise Him. Let us ask our God, Lord, I want this to be my desire this morning. Yes, Lord, I've been so unfaithful. In the responsibilities that you've given. Lord, I've been unfaithful in this walk. But this morning I make that decision, Lord. To walk with you. To once again, Lord, to go with you. Lord, once again to place my hand in your hand. For you to lead me and guide me. To, for you, Lord Jesus, to take me all the way to eternity. To that place which you have called for me, O oh God. Oh Lord Jesus, this is my desire, O oh God. My heart's desire, O oh God, is to love you. Yes, even this evening, this morning, you have that desire. From the depth of your heart, dear people of God, from the depth of your heart, from all that is within you, shall we praise God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you.